Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. Warning. The following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spook. Girls, true crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you and welcome back to another stabby snippet here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Jessica, and as always, I am joined by my favorite gal pal, Tara. Hey, spooksters. Do you remember when I used to call you Tara Tara? <laughs> yeah. That just popped into my head the way I said Tara. <laughs> Tara Tara. It was written in my car. Like, she literally I, yeah, wrote, I was about Tara that. Tara was here on my visor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we are going to recap the final episode of American Manhunter, the Boston Marathon bombing. And Mm -hmm. this, ooh, this one, hmm, this is where, like, a lot of excitement happens. Yeah. I mean, not that, I mean, the 101 hours of this case, which, can we just golf clap for the Boston PD and the FBI? Because 101 hours, like. I was talking to someone at work. I was talking to Nate about this at work. And he's like, yeah, it was so long. It's like 101 hours is really short. Yeah. They happened on Monday and they caught the fucker on Friday. Yeah. But I mean, still, like, they were, some of them were getting hospitalized for no sleep. This is true. This is true. I mean. It was craziness. It was. It is crazy. Chaos. All chaos. Yeah. It was, it was quite insane. But just hats off to them because. Yeah. They like. They were, I will give them all this. They took, they took every lead, whether they thought it was credible or not. Mm. They ran shit down. Tara was saying like they, they were hospitalized. Like cops were sleeping for like half an hour and then getting up and going on like two hour patrols. And mm-hmm. it just, it, yeah. But we must talk about the whole episode. So it's the last yes. one in the mini series. Where we left off is that the firefight in Watertown had just happened, which is kind of like mm-hmm. a suburb of Boston. I don't, right. I'm, I don't remember my time in Boston. I know that you mm-hmm. went to Boston when you were in Maine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Watertown, a little adjacent. And this is where Tamerlan Sarnarev is killed because he's run over by, he's shot seven times and ran over by his brother with yeah. an SUV and then drug 20 feet. He's pronounced dead when he arrives at the hospital. 
So I later on in the episode when we talk about Jahar, like I don't know if I could be that nurse or that doctor taking care of someone who mm-hmm. just terrorized. I mean that that's a very strong Hippocrat oath, and I yeah, I salute you. So this episode kind of goes more into their background. They kind of talk about like how Chechnya became like how it happened. Mm-hmm. Basically, if you remember, like during World War Two, Stalin was like, get the fuck out to lots of mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. and basically did what like Nazi Germany did as as far as like they would move people in trains right. out. We talked about how his grandfather died. I believe this is actually in this episode. I, I talked about it in the last one, but his grandfather died because he like had a live mortar and because he would go through the scrap yards to mm-hmm. sell and mm-hmm. he blew up. And so his dad, Jahar's dad, moves here. This is kind of like where we pick up. Mm-hmm. Jahar is on the run. They find the abandoned Mercedes. I want to say not that far away. Mm-mm. It's that like down. Close. Yeah, it was like it a was block. Like, they said it was a block over. Yeah, like he just basically like ditched it and ran, which mm-hmm. I guess makes sense because if you're driving around a stolen car, right? But that also means he could have stolen another car. Hmm. That's true. He could have. The first place that they they start is they go to MIT, which is mm-hmm. where he goes. A cop. Oh no, I meant his actual college. Oh yes, 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 yes. They went to his apartment, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, which was on campus. Mm-hmm. And they basically dismiss students, evacuate the college yeah. because they're trying to like, they're like, oh, the way they talk about this is they thought he was going to go back to his apartment. Mm-hmm. And they were so certain that when they busted down the door to that apartment, they were going to find him like sitting on the couch with a beer. <laughs> and he wasn't. Nope. I bet a lot of people, like a lot of those people on those campus were really afraid they interviewed a girl and she's like, I just want to leave. And mm-hmm. like, they were checking people like, you know, the campus police are checking people as they leave because you don't know, like he already had, he held one person at hostage. He could do it again. Exactly. exactly. So they're just like, okay, we have to figure out where he is. And at this point in time, the largest manhunt in history is organized to find him. And they basically mm-hmm. shut down most of Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. When I was, when they were talking about it at first, they're like, we shut down Watertown and then this other place and then Cambridge and then all these other, and then all of a sudden you're like watching yeah. the map and it's just like growing growing, and you're like, shit, like that's like all of, because Massachusetts, like no one get mad at me because you have to think about like California is such a fucking massive state. Right. Massachusetts is like a tiny little state. Yeah. Compared to, you know, sure. and if you, and if you live by Gilmore Girls rules, everything <laughs> is 20 minutes away. <laughs> Literally. So, you know, they basically shut down the state. At one point in time, they get, like, they get a tip that a Chechnya national was seen going to the Mm -hmm. train station. And I don't know if you've ridden a train ever, but I've taken the Amtrak in California. Mm -hmm. And to be really fucking honest, it's not so secure. I literally walked in with my backpack. Mm-hmm. Bought my ticket at a kiosk. Not a fucking person in sight. Went out and waited on the platform. And I don't even think they checked my ticket until we were moving. Oh, wow. It was also a fun time where I was on that train 
and there was these two people on meth having a quarrel. They oh. were a couple. They were having a quarrel. Mm. They want, and this is why they checked our tickets, is because literally, this is if I remember, this is the only reason they fucking checked my ticket. Yeah, was because of the fact that they were fighting and they were like, "We want to move." Like the chick was like, "I want to move." Mm-hmm. Get me a new seat. And they were like, ma'am, you bought the fucking seat. And so then they were like checking everybody's ticket. I was like, here's mine. Mm-hmm. I also hung out the window at one point before we left because I left my phone in the truck. And my ex had to like run it to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Super fun of Jessica. <laughs> I'm so nice. I'm so great. <laughs> I was being yelled at by a conductor. And they still let me ride the train. So I'm just saying that like, yeah. if he got on a train... They're not going to check his backpack. Right, exactly. And whatnot. And at this point, like, he doesn't know about his brother's condition, like, alive or dead. Mm-hmm. But he knows he's captured. Right. And they know it's not going to take very long once they, like, identify his brother to identify him. He could just blow himself up. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't happen. So they start looking. They start looking for him. And they put people in lockdown. And I will tell you, Boston locked the fuck down. Mm-hmm. The police officers were like, we were driving around and there's no one. There's never no one. And they were telling people like, do not open your door mm-hmm. unless you can verify it's a police officer. And I'll, and this is this happens a lot too. Like you can call your local dispatch. Like let's say like you're being pulled over. You can call your local dispatch and be like, hey, I'm being pulled over by a cop. I don't know if this is legit or not, especially in areas where like fake cops happen a lot. And they'll tell you, yeah, your plate has been pulled. They're pulling you over type shit. You know, so you could verify that with the police. Be like, hey, do you have police searching this particular area? Mm -hmm. But they went up and down these streets. They checked every house. They checked everywhere. And they just they could not find Jahar. And they kind of at this point start talking about Jahar's life. Oh, yeah, they also brought Tam, like Tamerlan's wife, they brought in. And she had, I believe she had converted when she married him. And remember how I told you I didn't like the police chief? Mm-hmm. I didn't like him because of the way, like, it wasn't that she wasn't cooperating. It's just that she wasn't getting, like, really upset. And mm-hmm. she just, like, I don't think she had answers. Right. And I think she was like, I don't. They say she wasn't cooperative in any way possible. And I just think, like, you just found out that your husband blew up a city. Yeah. Take a minute. And the fact that, like, it's your religion is the reason why. I don't know if people will cooperate. And under, like, federal law, you do not have to testify against your spouse. Mm -hmm. That's why a lot of people who commit crimes stay married. Right. Because you don't have to testify. They start digging into their lives and they find out Jahar and Tamerlan has an uncle. And his uncle actually is Jahar. Like, turn yourself in. Mm -hmm. Just come in. Because his parents got divorced. Jahar graduated from high school and is going off to college. And his parents are like, peace out. We're divorcing and we're moving home. Mm -hmm. We're moving back to our home country. And they just left him. Right. And they left him with Tamerlan, who Mm -hmm. we know is... Not the most stable of humans, because we think he killed his friend. Remember Brandon from, like, the Mm -hmm. last episode? We think he killed him. Yeah, and, oh, and the thing, too, is it wasn't just him. It was two other dudes as well. Three freaking people. Yeah, oh, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Which is why they really do think it was Tamerlan who did it because, like, he could take on, they were like, he could take on anyone. Mm-hmm. And they were like, for someone to do this, he would have had to have been either like super duper methed out or he'd have to be like Hulk. And Tamerlan was like Hulk. Mm-hmm. So they, they're starting to paint a picture of Jahar and they're believing the kind of the narrative that is forming is that Tamerlan goes home or not home, but Tamerlan goes back to like, the Middle East, and he becomes radicalized. And then he comes home, and then he radicalizes his brother. Mm-hmm. And it kind of makes sense in a way because, like, Jahar is young. His parents just left him in this crucial moment of his life where he's, like, going out on his own, and, and he has no support system other than this one person. Mm-hmm. But I don't really agree with this whole, like, I don't believe that he was brainwashed like, the defense really wanted us to believe he was. Mm-hmm. I believe that there until a little bit later. At this point, they have searched the whole city, and they've only been on lockdown for, like, maybe a day, maybe a day and a half. And they were like, we can't lock down the city indefinitely. And I was like, flash forward seven years. Right. Oh my Tell God. me how that worked out for you. So they basically lift... It, and they're like, if you don't have to leave, if you don't have to go to work, if you can stay in your house, please stay in your house. Do not open your door to strangers. Do not any of this. Oh, one of the people that they bring forward in this, because we still have Yusuf who's talking about Jahar, right? Jahar is like, he's like, Jahar was nice and kind and he was into wrestling. Like once his parents left, like Tamerlan was like, you should become a boxer. And he's like, fuck that noise. I want to be a wrestler. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. And they also bring out Larry Anderson, who happens to be one of their neighbors and was one of Jahar's teachers. And he basically is completely baffled by this. He's Mm -hmm. like, there has never been like one time I suspected Jahar of any of this shit. And I think even to this day, like you can kind of see where he still is having a hard time, like reconciling it. Right. This this kid that was in my class did this? I don't think so. But we know now that he did. So the lockdown ends, right? Boston is like, we're done. We want to go back to our life. Mm -hmm. The lockdown ends, but they say, if you see something, say something like, if you see anything unusual, and this guy looks out his window and he goes, oh, the weather the weather wrap because when you have a boat and you live mm-hmm. in a climate that gets cold or really if you have a boat because like my in-laws used to do this you're supposed to wrap it right, right. Mm-hmm. he looks out and it's been messed with and it's like plastic like it's a plastic yeah tarpy thing i don't really know how to explain it it's just a winter wrap yeah and he like opens it up and he sees jahar in it i don't know if jahar saw him mm. i'm thinking no probably no I'm thinking Jar is asleep. Mm-hmm. Because he was in there for like 18 hours in this mm-hmm. boat. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, hello, Boston PD. There's a dude in my boat. And then there was blood on the canvas or whatever the, f- whatever the material is. <laughs> yeah. They, they were like, uh, something is a wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was blood stains. And so they basically like call down. And they get some police out there. Billy Evans, who we know is our Boston PD, like, marathon Mm -hmm. runner, Mm -hmm. who has a really thick Bostonian accent. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Love. 
<laughs> Nate was walking around today because I told him about the fact that I was like, I really want you to do the Terriers on mm-hmm. the podcast. And he walked by my office several times and he goes, nothing but a Terrier. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so he's one of the cops and they go and they look in and they see him and they're mm-hmm. like, fuck, it's the kid. It's mm-hmm. the dude we're looking for. And they kind of have a little bit of like a a gunfight. Yeah. And then they call it off. And at this point, now they have this guy trapped in a boat. All these cops from like all around New England were like flooding into the city to help. Mm-hmm. And they're like, there were cops like this was the thing. There were cops that weren't even on duty. There were cops where this wasn't their jurisdiction. And they yeah. were all showing up Everybody. fucking strapped. They were like, we uh-huh. got this. And I was like, that's a bit aggressive. <laughs> Maybe check in with someone. And at one point, there's another gun battle that happens. Mm-hmm. Because I think Billy says it. Basically, somebody thought he was raising a gun to them. And mm-hmm. they fired. And then that happened. And like damages. This is like domino effect. Everybody. Yeah, and like. The boat is up against somebody's house right. in the backyard, and it's like somebody's house is there. And so mm-hmm. they're like, shit, fuck, there's this fight. And they, so they, they're like, okay, we've done this. They've tried several things. They end up like, I think they put like a smoke bomb in there. Yeah, they do a few things. They do a smoke bomb, and it's just like he's not moving. So then they get that thing that the heat sensor, like the helicopter. radar helicopter thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like a heat sensor. And, they're like watching him from above. And at first they're like, we think he's dead. And then he moves and they're like, he's not dead. Could you imagine like if someone was like, we think he's dead. And like you walked up and then all of a sudden in the radio, they're like, oh my God, he's not. He's moving. I would have been like, oh, I'm going to pee myself. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> so basically they get this like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's basically like kind of like a crane tanky thing. Yeah, it's like a super, I don't remember the exact name, but it's like a super bulletproof type of vehicle. So then they start going in that way. And they go and they like rip open the Mm -hmm. boat tarp thing. Mm -hmm. And they're like, come out. So they make him stand up. And these are like pretty famous shots of him. Yeah. He's like, I mean, the quality of photos on these were like pretty good. Almost movie still like I was like, wow. Yeah. Somebody did a really good job. <laughs> and they like make him lift his shirt up to show that he's not like wearing a ball. Because the first one I like see, like, I didn't know that. Like when he was just like holding his shirt up, I was like, what sadistic bastard is like, show us your stomach. But it mm-hmm. makes sense where it's like, please show us that you're not wearing a fucking bomb. Mm-hmm. And they actually like get him and they get out of the boat. Like he gets out of the boat and they capture him. He's been shot. He actually was like shot through like the neck area. And when they go into the boat, basically, he has written on the inside and it's like radical Islamic. It's his own manifesto. Yeah. This is what they basically described it as. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they take him to the hospital and because he can't talk. Well, actually, he's like in a coma for like a day and a half or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. And then he comes out and then he like cries for a bit. Mm hmm. And it, probably because he's processing it. Like at some point, I think the reason why a lot of people who are in these situations end up with suicide is the thought of what's going to happen to them once they're captured is too grand. Mm-hmm. And I think he probably thought he was going to get killed in that boat. Oh, for sure. And they were like, we're taking you. And their whole goal was to take him alive. Mm-hmm. 
you know, like at one point they were like, we're going to throw in tear gas. And when it explodes, the problem is, is that there's 45 gallons of gas in that, Mm -hmm. which basically is just a giant bomb. Yeah. Thankfully that didn't happen. Right. So what they did is they bring him in, he's awake and he can't really talk. So they get him like a, a whiteboard or a piece of, he starts writing on paper. Mm -hmm. He asks where his brother is and they, they tell him. And then he basically is like, I know my rights. I don't have to fucking talk to you. Like, because they're trying to get him to talk. And he brings up the fact that, you know, he's Islamic and that the country hates him because of Islamophobia. Mm-hmm. He's just like talking about all these these different things. And ultimately, like it kind of, I don't think they ever really got like 100% outside of like what happened in the boat like the the writings from him but when they kind of started looking into their dynamic and their relationship Mm -hmm. they realized that tamerlan was really like this dominant personality in jahar's life and kind of let him down now i don't really know this is the question you have to ask yourself would jahar have done this without tamerlan but he did it with such fucking ease Mm-hmm. That's what gets me. Yeah. He's not nervous when he's standing there with the backpack and he sets it down. He walks away calmly. He goes to the Whole Foods and gets milk. He buys snacks after he's kidnapped a person. He's in a boat for 18 hours just chilling. There's no manic in his behavior other than Mm -hmm. the actual, like, violence that happens. Right. Tamerlan is calm and collected. But I also think like he stayed out of a lot of things. He didn't go into Whole Foods. He waited in the car. He didn't go into the gas station. He pumped the gas because he probably wasn't acting. Like he probably knew he couldn't fucking hide himself. Mm -hmm. And so because Jahar is captured, he will, he went to court in 2015. He went to trial. The defense really wanted to push the narrative that Tamerlan was this like super duper roided out dominant alpha personality that just jahar couldn't help but follow because he owned it or like Mm -hmm. he owned him in a way and they really wanted to push the narrative that he had like killed brendan and those two other people Mm -hmm. and the judge was like no we're not bringing that into this this is about the bombings this is about the bombings that killed three people yeah and i mean and the murder oh yes okay the officer Mm mm-hmm these are separate. Yeah. If Tamerlan was alive, you could probably try him for those murders as well, but he he's not. Mm-hmm. If you remember in the first episode, we talked about Karen and Kevin mm-hmm. Waters. Karen's like, I'm going to testify. She's like, I'm going to testify because, you know, no matter what, she's like, I want to testify for me. I want to testify for Crystal. Like, Crystal deserves this. Mm-hmm. And she says that, like, he stared at her. When she was giving, like, her testimony and then her impact statement. And he just stared at her. But then she slightly, very minusculely, like, itty bitty, sympathizes in the fact that she says that, like, she thought he was just kind of, like, strung along by his brother and didn't feel like he could say no. Mm. Yeah. And I was like, no, Karen. Look that man in the eye and be like, fuck you. You killed my friend for what reason? Mm Mm-hmm. And which makes it worse, like, if Tamerlan had this, like, radical thing in his mind and it was warped, but if Jahar just goes along with it to go along with his brother, 
Like, that's even more fucked up. Like, that's more mm-hmm. of a reason to be like, wait, maybe you shouldn't be around people. Mm-hmm. So, Jahar, he actually got the death penalty. Yep. And if I recall, I think it has been... Let me look it up. So, okay, so this is what it was. They took it away in, like, 2020. And then in 2022, they gave it back. Gotcha. This is why this is why this is so confusing, because it was, like, well, mere months. And they're back in again as of an update in January 2023 of his attorney trying to get it thrown out. I'm sorry. He set a bomb down that killed a child. Right. He actually, that we know of, killed more people than Tamerlan. Mm-hmm. Because Lindsay and the little boy were right there. Right. And I'm not sure which one of them killed the police officer. Mm-mm. Because it was a firefight, but yeah. He was responsible for deaths. He's the one who threw the bomb at the cops. Mm-hmm. The great thing about Boston is it has always been a very resilient city. And they, they bounce back pretty quickly from this. And it shows the strength of their people that live there and that, like, came together. Mm-hmm. And this is when, like, Ortiz was still with Boston. Mm-hmm. So, like, they had, you know, Big Poppy like, doing the whole, like, we're Boston strong. And that's really where that came from. Like, when you yeah. see it around the country, something will happen and people will be like, we're this strong. It's like, well, it started in Boston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but with that... That kind of wraps it up. Yeah. It's just so sad because, like, their lives could have gone so differently if they had just thought things through. Yeah, for sure. And had someone in their life going, maybe you shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. But no one, I don't think anyone really knew because they kept it to just the two of them. Yeah. Oof. We will see you back here on Monday for another episode here on Three Sweet Girls. So, toodles. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.